It can vary so much what teachers leave. Like sometimes they leave, you know, everything to the T, they overplan. Um, and it can be great, but it also can be overwhelming as a relief teacher because you feel the pressure to finish everything and, um, you know, it doesn't give you much time to put your own spin on the lessons or throw your own little things in. Um, you know, and then others will leave something and you have no idea what it means or, you know, it's a concept you're not, you know, you might not be that well aware of, so it can be really tricky. That was this week's guest, relief teacher and author Kelly Quilter. And you are listening to episode number nine of the Teacher's Guide podcast. Gentlemen, what are the four pillars? You Hello and welcome to the Teacher's Guide podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Zach Woodward. I'm a primary school teacher from Brisbane, Australia, and I will be your host each week. The aim of this podcast is to share information and experiences that will help all teachers to thrive in their role, particularly aimed at those who are in the first few years of their teaching career and those who are aspiring teachers. We like each episode to be short, And to the point, so let's get into it. The conversation you're about to listen to is a chat I had with Kelly Quilter a number of weeks ago. Now, Kelly is a highly experienced relief teacher, and a number of years ago, she was looking for a resource that she could use to make her days in classrooms from prep up to year 12 a lot simpler as a relief teacher. And there weren't any out there. So she did what any teacher would do and she wrote her own resource. And that resource is called Teacher for a Day. And she's got books and a website and a webinar to help relief teachers. So if you are about to have your very first ever day as a relief teacher or if you've been doing it for a while, I'm sure you will find something very useful in this conversation. As with every guest who comes on the Teacher's Guide podcast, I asked Kelly to start off by telling us the best and worst lessons she has ever taught. Okay. Well, I think my I have a best and worst. It was the same mm. lesson. So I had a year three class. It was extremely challenging. Mm-hmm. And I'd planned this history lesson. It was going to be amazing. I dressed up in like my grandma's old like olden day dress Mm. i think i even had a wig on i made a time machine it was it was going to be amazing but i had you know about six or eight boys i'm going to identify who were really challenging and it didn't matter what i did they were still you know disrespectful being silly Mm. things like that but i decided i'm gonna i'm gonna carry on in my role and um you know for all the other kids that actually you know, do really love learning. Mm. So it was a really awesome lesson, but at the same time, I was still so disheartened at the end that even going to those kind of lengths, I couldn't engage those kids. So yeah, that's one that really stands out for me. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely. And so now learning from that, are there ways to engage those students or some days are they just not ready to do it? Yeah, some days I think it's really hard and I think when there's so many in one class, yes. um, you know, they feed off each other. So, mm. yeah. And it was also, it was my first year having a class. So, yeah, you know, I was inexperienced but they were notoriously you know, throughout the years, a really yes. challenging class. Yes. Oh, yeah. well, that, that was nice for the school to give a first-year teacher the oh, most wasn't it? I know. Class. Yeah, what a and, great, 
wonder why I'm a relief teacher now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, what a, what a great introduction to teaching. Oh, uh, yeah. And so you're a relief teacher now, but where has your career, where did it start and where have you taught and why did you become okay. a teacher as well? Yeah, so I started um, out in early childhood actually. Mm. Um, I landed a job when I came back. I actually probably I started nannying mm. and in London and when I came back, um, my boyfriend who's now my husband's mum was a director at a childcare centre. So right. I started working in childcare for a while while I was studying and after that I then started primary school teaching. Mm. So, yeah, mm. I did a year of relief and I was pining for my own class, mm. um, trying really hard to get my foot in the door and then I got, um, got my own class, which was that extremely challenging class mm-hmm. I mentioned. Mm. And um, I taught for about a year and a half and then went traveling overseas again and came back and decided relief teaching was for me. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And I and love it. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Excellent. And so we'll talk about all the aspects of relief teaching, but the morning yeah. of relief teaching. So I've heard, I've heard stories of people getting phone calls at 8.30 a.m. saying, can you yeah, be here absolutely. in 10 minutes? What happens yeah. on, on the morning of a, a, a normal relief teaching day? Yeah, it's it can be quite stressful. Stress mm. can be quite stressful. You're sitting there waiting for the call. Am I going to get it? Aren't I? Like generally, I get calls between six thirty and seven thirty, and mm-hmm. if I after that, I'm kind of betting on having the day off. Mm. But yeah. yeah, you can get a call at eight thirty, or I've even had calls in the middle of the day. You know, mm. can you come in? Um, yeah, so you've got to be really flexible. And for me, it's trickier because I have three kids now. And of course, so I don't, I'm not as flexible as I used to be. But, you mm. know, I used to drive an hour for a, you know, a relief day, which is challenging when you don't know mm-hmm. until, you know, 7 a.m. or Definitely. 8 o'clock and you've got to get there for a 9 o'clock start. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so after you have the phone call from the school and they tell you what grade you're teaching, do you have like a box? Do you have like a year one box, year two box of well, things to take with you? I used to. And I used to run around like a mad woman trying to get my year two things and my mm. resources and picture books and stuff. But then that's why I created Teach for a Day. So mm-hmm. it's just one resource that you need for all situations because often you can rock, you can be told you're teaching year two and you rock up and they tell you you're on music instead. Yes. So yeah. as a relief teacher, you've got to be prepared for anything. Mm. And have yeah. you ever been caught out wearing high heels and then you're told you're <laughs> teaching PE? Has that ever happened? Luckily, I don't really do high heels anyway. Okay. But yeah, yeah, often I'm, you know, not wearing PE type gear and yeah, you're sent out on the oval for the day yeah. um, just trying to wing it. So okay. yeah. Yeah. You've really got to be prepared for anything. Yes, no, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> so let's go back to your story at the start about behavior management with those boys in the class. So that was when it was your class. As a relief teacher, what does behavior management look like? And and how do, like do you have your own approach or do you ask the school what they do? It's I think behavior management's a fine art at the best of times, but mm. when you're walking in not even knowing what the classroom teacher's teaching style is or what their expectations are. Um, You don't know whether the kids have a diagnosis or Mm behaviour issues. You know, you've rarely told that beforehand. And often you walk into this, it might be a new school and you don't know what their their plan is um, Mm -hmm. for the behaviour strategy. So often I I like to just gauge the class. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you, they, they might be really well behaved and you can just, 
cruise along and you don't need to implement your own strategies. But sometimes I might be pulling out all the stops and mm -hmm. throwing in a few different ones at the same time, you know, um, mm. just trying to gauge the class. Mm. And I tend to try and not, um, not push kids too hard. So mm. and I've noticed other relief teachers who take a, a stricter approach, but for me, I don't know that student. I don't know their circumstances or what's going to happen. Um, mm. So if, as long as they are compliant behaving and not disrupting the others, mm -hmm. if they don't want to sit there and not work, you know, I, I will let them be, but mm -hmm. Because I've had too many situations where, you know, you push too hard and then mm. a kid storms off and yes. and you don't know you don't know enough about the kids. So, yep. Yep. you know, I tend to take that, you know, that lesser approach where mm. as long as they're, you know, compliant and behaving mm. and I just like to pick my battles really. Yes, yeah, no, that's I think that's good advice for any teacher. Pick pick your battles. Yeah. I was away a few weeks ago and the relief Ooh. teacher left me a note. Yeah. And she said, this particular young man in your class put up his hand at the start of the day and told the relief teacher that Mr. Woodward buys us McDonald's if we are <laughs> well behaved. And, uh, and uh, kudos to him. That was a, yeah, that was a good try. A it could have worked. Uh, do, have, do you have kids try and trick you into things about like uh, we get free time or have they tried yeah, to trick yeah, you before? Yeah, absolutely. And, they, and the ones that try and swap their names and yes. things like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think probably the worst one that stands out was they um, played a little prank on me and oh. I forgot my water bottle, which I always recommend doing, um, having on you. Mm -hmm. So I just had a cup of water and they put sanitizer oh. into my cup of water. Oh and luckily God. I'd only taken a sip at the break as I spurted it out. So they were none the wiser that I actually yeah. tasted poison drink. Oh, my but goodness. Yeah, you do get some doozies, that that's for sure. That is so cruel. <laughs> I oh tell my, you about yeah. it. I mean, yeah, it's one thing to play a joke on the relief teacher, but spiking her drink. My yeah, goodness. tell me about it. Holy dooly. Oh, well, I'm glad you came out the other side of that one. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I live to see another day. Yes, yes. Now, something as a teacher I find difficult is planning for when I take a day off. So sometimes yeah. I prefer to go to work sick because it's just easy to not write down the plan. But then yeah. some other teachers, they have the attitude of, oh, well, the relief teacher is a paid teacher. They can work yeah. it out. So oh. what what do you like to be on the teacher's desk when you arrive? Look, being having my resource that I've created, I love to have my own free day. But mm. I also, I do like when there is a bit of structure and normality for the kids. So it can vary so much what teachers leave. Like sometimes they leave, you know, everything to the T, they overplan mm. um, and it can be great, but it also can be overwhelming as a relief teacher because you feel the pressure to finish everything and, um, you know, it doesn't give you much time to put your own spin on the lessons or mm. throw your own little things in. Um, you know, and then others will leave something and you have no idea what it means or, you know, it's yes. a concept you're not, you know, you might not be that well aware of. So it can mm. be really tricky. Mm. Or there's resources, photocopies aren't there, that, you know, the internet's not working. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a plan is awesome, but mm. they don't always go to plan or the kids have no. finished the work that the teacher set. So yes. it yes. can be really tricky. So I, I personally love it when... They tell you this is the plan, but it's flexible and, okay. you know, feel free to do what you need. And I understand if you don't get it all done, 
Yeah. And um, especially if they leave the last session free for mm. your choice, that way it gives you a bit of leverage with the kids as well. You can say, um, you know, we work really hard and then we can have this game or this art lesson and make yeah. it a bit fun because yeah. it is tricky to win over the kids in one day. Of course. So if you can, you know, have something a bit fun for them yeah. and be able to put your own spin on the class, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that, that's because that's true because for me as a teacher, I, I often leave the last session free for myself because I know we can yeah. catch up some work or we can have a bit of fun and, yeah, of yeah. course a relief teacher would want to do that as well. So that's, yeah. that's good advice. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll keep that in mind for next time yeah, I'm writing a plan. <laughs> and so I love your resource, Teach for a Day. I think it is brilliant. I was looking for so long uh, yeah. for a relief teaching resource or even just someone out there who is sort of the authority for relief teachers. And then I came across teachforaday.com. So yeah. can you please tell us about that? Okay, so it's an all-in-one resource that needs no preparation or resources because as a relief teacher, you don't really have anything on hand. Mm. Um, Most resources out there are only for one or two grades and, you know, you have to photocopy all the activities. School photocopying budget is next to nil for Mm -hmm. classroom teachers. So Mm. to ask them as a relief teacher, you, you know, you've got Buckley's. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've got to print your own, carry it around. Mm. And I used to do that. I had a file folder in my boot of my car for Mm -hmm. all grades and, um, yes, just so I could feel prepared because a lot of relief teachers feel quite anxious because Mm. there's so many unknowns each day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I wanted to create one resource to cover relief teachers for everything. So Mm. it's got, you know, all primary grades music, um, drama, art, it has behaviour management in it, it has, um, you know, picture books with activity ideas that can stem from it. Great. Um, And all the activities, yeah, you can use, you don't need technology for um, and, yeah, you can just run with it from that book. Great. So, yeah, and teachers, it was something that I wished I had when I started and I'm just lucky that, you know, over 6,000 other teachers love it too. Brilliant. So that's pretty good yeah. feedback. If you've had 6,000 yeah. teachers use it, that's, yep. that's very it's going, good. Going really well, yeah. And so I'm guessing all of the activities, uh, they, they don't require, they're yep. not like black line masters. You don't have to photocopy no. them. And, yeah, great. No. So it's just, um, you know, fun, engaging activities that you can put up on the board or, you know, do verbally. Mm. Um, you know, some of the stuff I give you the option to to put up on the interactive whiteboards, smart boards, but mm-hmm. um, it's not necessary. So, mm. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And so when you go out and do relief teaching, that's what you take? That That's, oh, yeah. your, that's your thing? The other day I forgot to take it because I was using uh-huh. it at my desk and I was like, oh, no, I was feeling really nervous because I didn't yeah. have it on hand. And yeah. I wrote it and I know what's in it. But, yeah. um, you know, there are some relief teachers, particularly experienced ones who can, fly from the seat of their pants and do it Mm -hmm. off the top of their head. But even Mm. for me, I've had, you know, 10 years experience doing relief teaching. Mm. I still, you know, on the spot, sometimes it's really hard to think of what to do. Mm. Um, Mm. You know, sometimes a teacher might say, oh, just do a lesson on fractions. And you're there going, okay, you know, what level, what, you know, it can be really tricky. So, yeah, yeah, I just try to have have everything covered as much as I can as one resource. Brilliant. Yeah, fun, fun stuff that the kids really enjoy too. Yes, great, great. Yeah. And 
can we go back to your your first year of relief teaching when you graduated yeah. from from um, uni? A lot of yeah. teachers find themselves in that situation where no contracts come up. Yeah, they find themselves relief teaching. Yeah. How did you go about? Uh, I don't know marketing isn't sort of the right word, but how did you go about uh, presenting yourself in such a way where schools wanted you back or more schools um, could take you on? I think the the key is to be flexible and be willing to have a go at anything. I came from an early childhood background, so I was petrified of the, the older kids because mm-hmm. most of them are taller than me too, so yeah. I was really nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was willing to have a go. So if you, mm. you know, if you're willing to teach older grades, have a go at music, um, just be flexible, be friendly, mm-hmm. and yeah, be easygoing, mm-hmm. then yeah. you've got a, a good chance of being called back. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. And did you send emails to principals and deputies saying, "Hi, I'm yeah. Kelly." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Send out emails. Go to the schools with your resumes. Yeah. Um, contact anybody you know that works in a school. You know, yeah. whether you know another teacher or the groundsman at a school, contact them and use use all your contacts that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, even you know, like taking your nephew to school one day and popping mm. into the office and, you know, yep. any yep. connections can really help because a lot of the time it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yes, exactly. And yeah. that's that's the sort of the same in every industry and, and in yeah. teaching, yeah, teaching is an industry and it's the yep. same all around Australia. It's, it's who you know. So, yeah, yeah get, get to know people and network for sure. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying the conversation with Kelly Coulter so far. She'll be back shortly with some more tips for relief teachers. But before then, I just wanted to let you know about the sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by WillPro. And the team at WillPro make it their mission to help people just like you create a personalized and professional will all online for just $99. So you can create a will from the comfort of your own couch. And for listeners of the Teacher's Guide podcast, WillPro have a very special offer for you. They are offering you 15% off. All you need to do is type in the code TEACHERPODCAST at the checkout and you can have your will done online for 15% off. So that code again is TEACHERPODCAST, all one word, and it is written down in today's show notes for you. So head over to willpro.com.au and start making your will today. WillPro. Let your will be done. And to finish things off, if I was a graduate teacher mm-hmm. and I came to you and I said, hi, Kelly, uh, I've never taught by myself. My first ever paid gig as a teacher is tomorrow um, as a relief teacher. What should I do? I would tell them to act relaxed and confident. Um, the kids won't have a clue that you're totally crapping yourself. Mm. Um, I would also recommend... Tell the class a little bit about yourself. Make it a bit more personal, um, you know, then they know you're a real person and they can mm-hmm. connect with you. I'd try to throw in a game in between activities. You know, it's a really good enticer, builds rapport with the kids or even if it's just before the breaks and gives them something to work towards. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend trying to make con- connections with other teachers and admin mm-hmm. staff mm-hmm. because that's the way you're going to get continued work. Yes. And... If you don't end up in tears by first break like I did on my first day, then you're doing really well. Great. All righty. So by first break, you're in tears. Uh, oh, I had a doozy of a girl in the class okay. who was extremely challenging. 
um yeah it was a really tricky class and yeah i was yes. struggling my first break but i did see the day out and mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. did you know continue to teach so yeah, it was good. a big learning curve and yeah 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 well no that, that's that's good <laughs> advice because uh i i myself I, i've i've been in tears in my first year as yeah. a as a teacher with my own class just thinking how yeah. what am i doing here what, yeah. what am i doing and my first year with my class often i remember one time i was trying to hold myself together because I, you know, I was losing it with the, these kids as in, you know, losing their attention. And um, they were like, are you crying, miss? I said, mm. no, no. Luckily, a dog had just walked, ran past the class. Oh, I was yeah. like, I'm just allergic to dogs. <laughs> <laughs> trying to palm it off. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, that, that was a, yeah, challenging yes. year yes. that shaped me. <laughs> yeah, great. Oh, well, to anyone listening who is a graduate, you've just heard from someone who's, written a resource for over 6,000 teachers that even they uh, found their first year difficult. So that's heartening yeah. that it gets better. It, gets it better. does get better mm. and it is an amazing career and mm. Um, mm. I do love teaching. So Yes, yeah, good, yeah. No, as do I. Well, Kelly, yeah. thank you so much for coming on today. Thank right. you for all of your Thanks pearls for of me. No, that's great. fine. That's fine. Thanks for your pearls of wisdom. And uh, if we get some questions coming in from yep. listeners on the blog, I might fire them over to you, and you can absolutely answer some back. That'd be great. Yeah, send them my way. That'd be great. Excellent. Well, I will put the links to teachforaday.com in the show notes for this. So if you're listening and you're interested in Teach for a Day, jump onto the show notes. And uh, and then Kelly, do they do, do we order the book through just through the website? Just, yeah, just online you can okay. find it. Um, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Great. Well, cool. thank you, Kelly. Hopefully we'll talk no again. Thank you so much, Zach. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kelly Quilter and the links to all of the resources she has created are in the show notes below. Wherever you are in your teaching journey, I hope you have a wonderful week ahead and we will see you next week on episode number 10 of the Teacher's Guide podcast.